Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Merck Sharp and Dome Corporation v. Albrecht, Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, argued January 7, 2019, decided May 20, 2019. Petitioner Merck Sharp and Dome Corporation manufactures Fosamax, a drug that treats and prevents osteoporosis in postmenopausal women. However, the mechanism through which Fosamax treats and prevents osteoporosis may increase the risk that patients will suffer, suffer atypical femoral fractures, that is, a rare type of complete low-energy fracture that affects the thigh bone. When the Food and Drug Administration first approved the manufacture and sale of Fosamax in 1995, the Fosamax label did not warn of the then-speculative risk of atypical femoral fractures associated with the drug, but stronger evidence connecting Fosamax to atypical femoral fractures developed after 1995, and the FDA ultimately ordered Merck to add a warning about atypical femoral fractures to the Fosamax label in 2011. Respondents are more than 500 individuals who took Fosamax and suffered atypical femoral fractures between 1999 and 2010. Respondents sued Merck, seeking tort damages on the ground that state law imposed upon Merck a legal duty to warn respondents and their doctors about the risk of atypical femoral fractures associated with using Fosamax. Merck, in defense, argued that respondents' state law failure to warn claims should be dismissed as preempted by federal law. Merck conceded that the FDA regulations would have permitted Merck to try to challenge the label, change the label, to add a warning before 2010, but Merck asserted that the FDA would have rejected that attempt. In particular, Merck claimed that the FDA's rejection of Merck's 2008 attempt to warn of a risk of stress fractures showed that the FDA would also have rejected any attempt by Merck to warn of the risk of atypical femoral fractures associated with the drug. The district court agreed with Merck's preemption argument and granted summary judgment to Merck, but the Third Circuit vacated and remanded. The Court of Appeals recognized that its preemption analysis was controlled by this court's decision in Wyeth v. Levine, which held that a state law failure to warn claim is preempted where there is clear evidence that the FDA would not have approved a change to the label. The Court of Appeals, however, suggested that the clear evidence standard had led to varying lower court applications and that it would be helpful for this court to clarify or build out the doctrine. The Supreme Court held the decision was vacated and remanded and Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court. Clear evidence is evidence that shows the court that the drug manufacturers fully inform the FDA of the justifications for the warning required by state law, and that the FDA in turn inform the drug manufacturer that the FDA would not approve a change to the drug's label to include that warning. The Wyeth Court undertook a careful review of the history of federal regulation of drugs and drug labeling, and found both a reluctance by Congress to displace state laws that would penalize drug manufacturers for failing to warn consumers of the risks associated with their drugs, and an insistence by Congress that drug manufacturers bear the responsibility for the content of their drug labels. Accordingly, this court held in Wyeth 
that absent clear evidence that the FDA would not have approved a change to the label, the court will not conclude that it was impossible to comply with both federal and state requirements. Applying that rule to the facts of the case, the court said that Wyeth's evidence of preemption fell short for two reasons. First, the record did not show that Wyeth supplied the FDA with an evaluation or analysis concerning the specific dangers that would have merited the warning. And second, the record did not show that Wyeth attempted to give the kind of warning required by state law, but was prohibited from doing so by the FDA. Thus, in a case like Wyeth, showing that federal law prohibited the drug manufacturer from adding a warning that would satisfy state law requires the drug manufacturer to show that it fully informed the FDA of the justifications for the warning required by state law, and that the FDA, in turn, informed the drug manufacturer that the FDA would not approve the changing the drug's label to include that warning. These conclusions flow from this court's precedents on impossibility preemption and the statutory and regulatory scheme that the court reviewed in Wyeth. In particular, this court has refused to find clear evidence of impossibility where the laws of one sovereign permit an activity that the laws of the other sovereign restrict or even prohibit, as explained in Wyeth. FDA regulations permit drug manufacturers to change a label to reflect newly acquired information if the changes add or strengthen a warning for which there is evidence of a causal association. The only agency actions that can determine the answer to the preemption question are agency actions taken pursuant to the FDA's congressionally delegated authority. The Supremacy Clause grants supreme status only to the laws of the United States. And preemption takes place only when and if the agency is acting within the scope of its congressionally delegated authority. New York versus FERC. The question of agency disapproval is primarily one of law for a judge to decide. The question often involves the use of legal skills to determine whether agency disapproval fits facts that are not in dispute. Moreover, judges rather than lay juries are better equipped to evaluate the nature and scope of an agency's determination and are better suited to understand and interpret agency decisions in light of the governing statutory and regulatory context. While contested brute facts will sometimes prove relevant to a court's legal determination about the meaning and effect of an agency decision, such factual questions are subsumed within an already tightly circumscribed legal analysis and do not warrant submission alone or together with the larger preemption question to a jury. The decision below is vacated and remanded. Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court in which Justices Thomas, Ginsburg, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Gorsuch joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion. Justice Alito filed an opinion concurring in the judgment in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and 8 